0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 10th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I'm towards the end of it now. I'm going to start wrapping up the series. But since January 2nd, here we are May 10th, we've been studying miracle after miracle after miracle, and we've pretty much studied all the miracles that Jesus performed while he was in the land of the living, at least the ones that are documented in the Bible. The Bible says that if the Bible contained or, or if books contain everything that Jesus performed, there would not be enough books to contain it. So, what we know from what Jesus performed from the Bible, miracles on the earth, we've covered that. And the last one we looked at was the miracle of Lazarus. So as we close out this miracle, I want us to to take a look at it again. Um, So what we're doing now is we're learning life lessons from Lazarus. So we're taking the miracle of Lazarus and we're learning some life lessons. We're gleaning some things. There are messages in the miracles. You can put that in the chat. There are messages in the miracles and we receive those messages on a daily basis so as we get into these life lessons i want you to open up your heart to receive and these are things that you can apply to your life my life on a daily basis you ready get ready for the word All right, so let's glean some things from the miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Before we do, we've been looking at a scripture that our church, we've been meditating on all year. Psalms 126 and verse four. And watch this. I've been declaring this over you pretty much every day and I've been seeing it. I, this is a testimony. I've been seeing people refreshed and restored. People are getting their, their faith back, their spring back, their praise back. You know, there are some people even that that, that became bitter with God, uh, in this last season, from the pandemic to now, somebody that they loved passed away. They were upset with God. They started a business. The business failed. They were upset with God. The the issue was not God. I mean, like, but I mean, like, people they got bitter towards God, or, or areas of their life went dry. And then this is what the scripture says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And then this season, dry areas in your life will be drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. You got it? All right. So John chapter 11, we pretty much exhausted it now. Uh, We've gone through the whole miracle. We're gleaning things from it. I flowed in this vein yesterday. I'm going to flow in it uh, again today. So, I have a few things, four things to share with you on this morning. What does this mean for you today? I have four things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. And for those of you that are new here, every day I ask the question after we go through a passage So, what does this mean for you? Today. This is today's word. And so every day we seek to glean things. We understand what the scripture meant, and then we we seek to understand what it means for us today. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. Vision. I've taught this point before, but this is worth repeating. Vision gives pain a purpose. You might want to put that in the chat. Vision gives pain a purpose. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how when God gives you vision, how this vision gives pain a purpose. So I want you to. First of all, let me just. This is not in my notes, but let me. Let me. I feel led to just kind of take a moment to talk about vision to kind of further expand what I what I have in my notes. So, do you understand vision? Like for real? Do you, Do you understand? Let me. Let me share that. Vision gives pain and purpose. I want to make sure everybody got that. You right? All right. So, do you understand vision? Let, let me talk about once again. This is not in my notes. Let me just share this a- a- expanded. This is what happened on the on the live on the video. and You get more stuff than the written. But let's talk about vision for a minute. Vision, because God has already been to your future, right? God knows the end from the beginning. Then what happens when God gives you vision, divine vision, he can give you a dream while you're sleeping, an open vision while you're awake. He can speak to you through the Holy Spirit. He can send somebody to release a prophetic word. When God gives you vision, he is showing you, he is revealing to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And God is like pulling back the curtain to say, hey, look, son, daughter, this is what I plan." And so when you are able to see vision from God, this is an area where God's dream for your life is on display. And so if you can see what God is revealing to you about your future, it is future to you, but past to him, because for him, it already happened for you. It's just a matter of time. If you can believe that, that it it empowers you. Watch this. If you can believe the vision of your future, it empowers you in your present. You got it? Put that in the chat. My vision of, the vision of my future empowers me for my present. So now let me go to the notes and let me explain. And so that was a setup. I'm sure that Jesus did not want his friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, to go through this painful experience, right? Lazarus died. Mary and Martha were mourning. They had to do the funeral. I mean, it was was terrible. I mean, I'm sure he didn't want his friends to go through it but he got a vision of what the father wanted to do at the end of it. As soon as he found out that Lazarus was sick, he said, this this sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. So vision gives pain a purpose. So he was able to see what the end is going to be. And listen, when you see what the end is going to be, then no matter how painful the situation is between now and then, you were able to endure it. Why? Because your eyes are on the prize, because you're able to see what's around the corner and what's down the street. And so vision propelled Jesus past the pain. Why? Because he was able to see what was on the other side of it. Even when Mary was crying, the mourners were crying and Jesus was crying. The Bible says Jesus wept while he was crying. He still knew what the end was going to be. And so vision gives pain a purpose and vision will help you to be, to propel past the pain long enough to receive the promise. So having a clear vision of what is coming next will help you to endure whatever you must endure in order to get there, so for example, let's say that God gave you a vision for your business or your career, but in the moment, let's say that you're a career person, you're in government, and God has called you to have this position. Now you're like three levels removed from that position, but God know, you know that God spoke to you clearly, and one day you're going to be at this level, and you're three levels removed from it. <laughs> you're believing God, and you're in government, and so you're going through, and and you know you're doing, you're showing up every day. And you're doing what God has called you to do. But in this particular assignment, you have a terrible boss. And this boss is just like doing all kinds of things like to make your life miserable. But watch this. If you know what the end is gonna be, and you know that God can't lie, right? And you know what the end is gonna be, and you know that if God said that he has to perform it, if he declared that he has to make it good, then you know that this boss, how no matter how terrible they are, they can't stop you. Like At the end of the day, you will push through terrible bosses. You will push through painful situations. You're running a business. God already revealed to you where you're going to be at revenue and gross profit and all of that. But right now, things don't look right. But you know what the end is going to be? You will have the power to propel past the pain because vision gives pain a purpose. Vision is like, no, no. You, this is You will say, you know what? This is just part of my testimony. I got to deal with this crazy person, or I got to deal with this challenging situation. I know what the end is going to be. In the end, I'm going to come out on top anyway. But as I go through this, watch this, I'm learning that that I'm, I'm growing and I'm developing. God already prepared something for me. Okay, God, I see that you are preparing me for what you have already prepared for me. And obviously what I go through right now is just preparing me for the process. Jesus went through what he went through because he knew where he was going. So those without vision, this is where, let me contrast for a minute. Those with without vision, they don't know what the end is going to be. And since they don't know what the end is going to be, you know what they do? Those without vision, they take the path of least resistance. Now, those of us with vision, watch this, if God is saying, no, go down this road, and even with if what you're facing is very painful right now, you can push past the pain because you know what's on the other side of it. But those without a vision, what do they do? They take the path of least resistance because they just don't want to go through nothing. And so what are they looking for? They are looking for comfort. And so as a believer, when you know that God has called you to something, then, he, then watch this. When you know your calling is calling you, you also know that your calling is not a calling for comfort. And so, so you may have to endure all sorts of pain and discomfort on the path to your purpose, but you're not moved by it because you know what's on the other, other side of it. So those that have a vision from God can see past the problem long enough to be focused on their purpose. And I'm going to use Jesus as an example. Jesus, the Bible says, was able to endure the pain of the cross. So he was going to a crucifixion. He was going to his execution and he was doing so, watch this, Hebrews 12 and 2 says, that he was able to do so because of the joy that was set before him. He was able to, watch this, endure the pain of the cross because he was looking past the pain, watch, he looked past, while he was getting hit, 39 lashes with a cat of nine tails right and while he was when they were nailing the the spikes through his hands and through his feet he was looking past the pain he looked down through the annals of time he looked down 2000 years and he saw your face he saw you and he said he's worth it she's worth it and so for the joy that was set before him he endured the pain of the cross vision gives pain a purpose so when you are facing a problem today When you are facing something in your today, you cannot be moved by your natural eyes. This is why you got to be able to see what God wants you to see in the spirit. And so when you have a challenge that you are facing today, people with no vision, they don't understand this. People with no vision, they have no concept of being able to see beyond where their eyes can look. So it's understandable that when a person has no vision, they buckle under the pressure. A person with, with no vision, when things get difficult, what do they do? They buckle, they crumble under the pressure, and they they, they succumb to depressing anxiety, right? And so not us, though. Why? Because we, we know that God is still moving pieces around on the chessboard. Come on out. And we know that, that while things may not look right right now... I already know what the end is going to be. And so so I'm going, to, I'm going to believe what God said to me, and I will not be moved by what I see with my natural eyes because God is still moving pieces around on the chessboard, and God is the one who controls outcome. And, and because of that, I can have joy in the middle of a challenging situation. Why? Because I have vision. I know Jesus faced the death penalty, and he did so with the joy in his heart because of what he saw down the road. Listen, when you know who you are and you know what you're called to do. And you're pursuing divine purpose. You will have a level of clarity that will that will pull you through painful situations. And so, if God permitted it, you believe that there's purpose wrapped up in it, and you will not be moved. Now, when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, and you know what you're called to do, you will choose calling over comfort. You will choose pleasure, uh, um, purpose over pleasure. Put that in the chat. Say, I choose calling over comfort. I choose purpose over pleasure. And so those without vision, they're just going to try to go to where whatever's most comfortable, whatever's going to alleviate the pain. But when you have vision, sometimes you're like, I'm going to go this way, even though it's going to be more difficult, more painful, but I will not be moved by the pain because I know that there's a purpose in it. And the promise is waiting for me on the other side of the pain. Come on now, say amen to that. There was a lot in that first point. I could close right now. I, I can give you the benediction right now, but I got three more points. Y'all ready? All right. Number two, delays. We've talked a lot lot about God's timing in this miracle. Delays are not denials, but you cannot quit before God's timing. Delays are not denials, but you just can't quit before God's timing. In the story of Lazarus, Jesus intentionally waited until Lazarus was four days dead. On purpose, he waited. He delayed the miracle on purpose. Why? Because there was purpose wrapped up in it. See, the delay... This delay allowed the manifestation of God's power to go to another level. See, similarly, there are delays that happen in your life, and you don't know why, but God is moving pieces around on the chessboard. He, he might be working on somebody else that needs to, that's part of the blessing, and that person is not ready. He may be working on something else for you to have and that thing is not ready. You don't know what he's doing, so just chill. If, if there's a delay, it's because God is moving some stuff around for you. Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse one from the easy to read version. This is what the Bible says. Listen to this. There is a right time for everything, and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. Come on now. Every, put that in the chat. Say, things are going to happen for me at just the right time. There, There's a right time but something, the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. So there are things that are going to happen for you at just the right time. So just know that God's timing will not always align with your clock, but his timing is always right. So your, your watch of expectation has to be set to God's clock of manifestation so that you don't get frustrated. Some people get frustrated because they're waiting for something to happen before it's supposed to happen. The right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. Other people get so frustrated that they walk away from God. I was talking to somebody yesterday who literally acknowledged that they quit. I said, they went into a venture and it failed. I said, well, two things happened. One of two things. Either you never heard from God in the first place, so it wasn't faith, or you did hear from God, but you gave up before God turned it around. And And the person said, well, I'm pretty sure I heard from God, but yeah, I think I quit before my time. Galatians 6 and 9 says, be not weary in doing what is right. For in due season, there is a season when your harvest is due. There's a season where, like, when the clock hits that, it's going to say, boom, this is the due season for you. Okay, now my harvest is come due. But if you quit, he says, you shall reap a harvest if you do not quit. If you quit before your time, then you walked away from the blessing, and you're going to get to heaven to realize that you missed out on God's best. So when it finally happens, you're going to be able to look back and say, you know what, God? All those times where I wanted I was begging for you to do it and when God finally does it you will have to acknowledge that his timing was better than your timing and you will actually thank God for not giving it to you when you asked for it because when he finally did it it was all for his good. Say amen to that. Put in the chat say God's timing is perfect. All right, number 3. Faith requires action. Faith is an action word. Let's talk about action for a minute. Faith Faith is something you do, something you say or see that you sow based on something that you believe God revealed to you about your future. So when Jesus arrived at the tomb, he asked the people to roll away the stone. He said, listen, you guys got to roll away the stone. You got to perform an act of faith roll away the stone and give me access to the place of pain. And then I'm going to do something. He said it out loud. He said, Lord, Father, I I know you always hear me, but I'm saying this so that they can hear me, so that they can know that it's you that's about to do this. Lazarus, come forth. And he called him forth and he popped up like a mummy. So for you to operate by faith, you're going to have to do some stuff. Like you can hypothesize, strategize, analyze, and theorize all you want. At some point, you have to do something. Faith is an action word. Belief means it's possible. Faith means I'm launching out into it. Belief means there's a door possibility that's open. Faith means I'm walking through that door. See, faith is something that you have say, do, or so. You have to do it. You have to do something. Faith is anything you do to access the grace of God. But the emphasis is on the do. You have to do something. So while God does everything for us by grace, God requires us to receive everything by faith and this faith will not be activated without action. And, 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 and that's why even when you say something, faith is voice activated. Sometimes you have to say it, and then you have to go do it so that you can receive it. And so let me give you an important caveat here. Um, you got to make sure, like the person I was talking to yesterday, you got to make sure that it is God, right? So for example, there's some people that went out and they tried something and they say, now I'm mad at God because uh, I tried faith and faith didn't work. No, 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 no. Faith tried you and you didn't work. Let, let's be clear. If there's ever a disconnect between you and God, the problem is you is not God. There are people that are mad at God, upset with God because something failed. Well, if something failed, you failed. I mean, it wasn't God. Let's be clear about that. So either you didn't hear from God in the first place or you didn't do what was right. And then let me just say this as a caveat. Or maybe you were not prepared. The person I was talking to yesterday, I started asking questions. But did you know about this? Nope. Did you know about this? Nope. Did you do your due diligence? Nope. Did you research this? Nope. Well, these are all of these things you could have done before you spent $1. Did you do this? Nope. Did you do that? Nope. So why are you blaming God? Prepare blessings come to prepare people. Like just, okay, let me, let me say this. I want to be nice about this, but I got to be honest. Do not, there are some people that launch out in faith and what they call faith is actually foolishness. God, God wants you to live by faith, but some things are just foolish. Like, I mean, like, just because God called you to do something doesn't mean that you don't have to do, do due diligence. Just because God called you to do something doesn't mean you don't have to be prepared. Just because God called you to do something doesn't mean you don't have to do research. Come on now. I mean, like, my God. Like, I mean, you got to prepare yourself. And so, watch this. Just because God wants you to do something, it does not all. It does not authorize you to forego the preparation process. There's a calling and there's a level of preparation. Just because you know this is for me, it's for me. But maybe it might take a year or two or five for you to get ready. God has to prepare you for what he already already prepared for you. And so, so, yes, Jesus was prepared in the moment. When, when God was was ready to do something new, he had never raised somebody from the dead after four days, but Jesus was ready. He was ready to release faith and the people were ready to receive. You have to go do something, but you got to be prepared. Faith is an action word. So part of that action is actually preparing. You should be prepared. If If you have something in your heart that you know that God has called you to do, then what are you doing right now to get prepared for it? You have it on your vision board. Every time you walk by, you go, thank you, Jesus. All right, cool. That's cool what are you doing right now to get prepared for it? Oh, I'm believing and receiving. Okay. Yeah. But what are you doing right now to get prepared for it? Oh, I decree and I declare. Okay, cool. That's cool. What are you doing right now to get prepared for it? Oh, well, I'm praying. Stop. I'm t- stop. Stop being so doggone spiritual, super, super spiritual. What are you doing right now to get prepared for it? There's the things that God want for you. You might need to study some stuff. There's some stuff on YouTube you probably need to watch there's some books you may need to read. I'm saying like faith is an action word and part of that action is being prepared. Put in the chat, I will be prepared. Prepared blessings come to prepared people. Say amen to that. God will make you, put this in the chat too, God will make you an overnight success after 20 years of preparation. God will make you an overnight success. People will be like, wow, she's an overnight success. He's an overnight success. Yeah, but guess what? It came after 20 years of preparation. And so yeah, yeah, you're preparing, you're preparing, you're preparing, you're preparing, you're preparing. And when you get ready, then get ready. Watch this, put that in the chat. When I get ready, then I'm I'm gonna get ready. When you get ready, then get ready. Then God can do it at any time. But God is not gonna give you something before you're ready because what's supposed to be a blessing will then turn around and be a burden. You got it? All right, number four, and finally, last point for today. God is not limited to the natural. God is not a man, and he's not limited to the natural. And so Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, defying all the the laws of this world. This miracle serves as a reminder that God's power transcends our understanding and will overcome any limitations that we face in life as humans. True faith requires a departure from the safety of human possibility. Put that in the chat. Say, I disconnect myself from human possibility. True faith requires a departure from human possibility. For you to really live by faith, you are going to have to believe in a God that can do anything. You're going to have to believe in a God that that is bigger than you, stronger than you, can do more than you, that is not about you. You are going to have to detach, decouple, disconnect, your faith from your performance. You can't live by performance-based religion. God is calling you to experience some things, but you cannot confine yourself to the limits of this present world, and nor can you limit yourself to your daily routine or what you've experienced in the past. To experience God's power, you must be willing to break away from the things that you already know how to do. You got you to gotta be willing to break away from your comfort zone. You got to be willing. Listen, Jesus raised somebody from the dead who had been dead for four days. Jesus had never done that, but he was willing to try. He was willing to attempt it. He was willing to experience what God wanted him to experience, the Father. In this season of refreshing and restoring, God wants you to be open to what's next, but he can't do that if you're not willing to depart from what's now. <laughs> for you to receive what's next, you got to let go of what's now. There's some people that can't lay hold of what's next because they're holding on to what's now. Uh, listen, I appreciate the now, but I'm always open to the next. And so you got to thank God for the now, but be open to the next. And you, you got to lay let go so you can lay hold. You got to be willing. In this season of refreshing and restoring for us, be open. God can do anything. There's nothing he can't do, but you got to be open to it. If you're not open to it, if you're closed, then God is not going to force his will on you. So as believers, one of the greatest things we could do, just be open to whatever God wants to do, however he wants to do it. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Listen, this declaration of faith, I went over it a couple of times. is so good. Speak this over your life by faith. Speak this as words of faith from a believing heart. You ready? Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You have restored me to my former glory and now you are taking me to a fresh level of glory. You are giving me fresh vision and insight from heaven. You have been to my future, and now you are revealing it to me. I believe and receive what you reveal. The unseen realm is more real to me than what I see with my natural eyes your vision gives my pain a purpose. While I endure whatever I need to endure on the path to my purpose, I do so with unwavering faith because I'm able to see what's on the other side of the pain. These light afflictions are not worthy to be compared with the glory you shall reveal through me. So no matter what comes my way, I will not quit because I know greater is coming for me. Everything you promise will happen in my life at just the right time. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Why wouldn't you sign up and get free notes? Do that. And so listen, I love you. God loves you more. This was a message. There's a lot. And what I just covered, there's a lot, a lot in those nuggets. This, This is something you might need to listen to again. Get it down in your heart. There is something special waiting for you on the other side of the pain. Vision gives pain purpose. I love you. God loves you uh, more. Put some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you soon. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to RIPministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.